Hi, I'm Dee in New York. And I'm Greg in California. We've been best friends since junior high school. But we don't always agree. In this podcast, we'll attempt to convince each other... And you, the listener... To just... Let it go! Hello everyone, this is Dee from New York, uh, and I'd like to welcome you to the very first podcast episode of Let It Go. Uh, I'll be joined by co-host Greg from California shortly, where we'll be discussing uh, for our very first episode, The Lost Finale. Um, Lost uh, is, for anyone who doesn't know, a show that aired on ABC for the past uh, six years roughly. Um, The show chronicled uh, the lives of some people who found their way onto uh, Oceanic uh, Flight 815, which uh, crashed um, in the middle of the Pacific somewhere, and left them on an island full of, uh, I don't know, mystery, enchantment, etc. But anyway, just to sort of introduce everyone to the podcast, uh, we're going to be discussing topics, hopefully on a weekly basis, uh, related to our lives, as well as to the topic of letting go in general. Um, letting go of lost has been a struggle for both Greg and I. Uh, as the finale just aired about a week ago, um, we uh, had very divergent opinions about it, uh, which is no surprise. But... Um, we are both um, sort of of one mind in missing it, in or in knowing that we're going to miss it. Uh, so, for those of you who are fans of Lost, I hope that uh, you'll enjoy our sort of breakdown of the episode. Um, and we hope that you'll stick around with us for future podcasts where we'll be talking about trying to let go of a variety of things. Um, so, once again... Welcome to the very first podcast of Let It Go, and stay tuned for information about how you can contact us after the show. So, hello, Gregory. Um, We are about to dive into a topic that has been uh, of much interest to most of the television-watching community, which is the Lost finale. Oh, yeah. Uh, You and I have been watching this show now for a number of years. I've been watching it since the beginning. I, uh, I know that you got into it a little later, right? I got into it through you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe during, I guess during the third season, you sent me the first two seasons, and then I kind of watched them uh, ravenously, and then kind of followed along on TV and online from there. Hmm. Um. So, I mean, for me, I guess uh, the anticipation built around this finale was pretty incredible. I mean, I, I, I had. Uh, a lot of expectations, like most people going in, because I had been so invested in the series, I had been, you know, 
living with the characters, I guess, I felt for the past six years. And uh, I I went to, I guess just to give a little background, I went to watch it with an old friend of mine who also is a, a Lost fanatic. Uh, and we watched it together along with her boyfriend who has never seen the show at all. Um, oh, wow. So uh, that made for an interesting viewing experience. Uh, who did who did you who did you watch the show with? Well, I'll tell you, I, I totally agree. I was really looking forward to the show. I watched it, made plans to watch it with my girlfriend because uh, I don't actually have cable. We went to her house, we had a dinner, mm-hmm. and we sat down. We watched the lead up, the recap, which I kind of needed because I, I, I didn't keep up with it this much, as much as usual this season. And then I actually fell asleep about half an hour into the finale. <laughs> you fell asleep. Wait, you fell asleep during the recap or the finale? No, I fell asleep a half an hour into the finale. And then I woke up and I saw, uh, I woke up about an hour and change into it, went back to sleep, but I watched it again. In, in full yesterday. So it's very fresh in my mind right now. Well, I don't know how much credibility you have in this conversation due to the fact that you fell asleep on first viewing because a true Lost fan would have been in rapt attention. And Well, I was tired. You don't know what kind of weekend I had, but that, that's neither here nor there. I, I definitely have some strong opinions, as you'll see. Yes, well, as does the rest of America and probably the world. Yeah, really. Uh, well... Just to just to recap a little bit um, about the episode, I mean, and about the series in general, uh, for anyone who has never seen it or uh, is listening because maybe they're looking for a little bit more insight into it, uh, <clears throat> Lost is a, a TV show about a, a group of people whose uh, flight crashes on a island somewhere in. I guess maybe we're led to believe the Pacific because they were flying from Australia to Los Angeles. LAX. Yeah, yeah. LAX. That was the, uh, oh, the Pacific uh, Oceanic I would 815 was the, the flight number, I guess. That's right. We were hammered over the head many times. So uh, Oceanic 815 and its passengers and crew crashed on this island. Uh, they're left to sort of scramble around and figure out what's going on. Um, for the first several seasons, um, all of them are sort of the goal of the group is to sort of get off the island in the beginning. Uh, and throughout the series, we're treated to uh, flashbacks and sometimes flash forwards and flashes sideways of uh, each of the characters' lives. Um, which... and, and an important an important note here is that the island really is a character in the movie. And, you know, they're they're stranded on this island, of course, but the most important point is that the island isn't isn't normal. Yes, the island is not normal. There there is supposedly something special about the island, uh, which I think is sort of part of the bones of contention that some have had to pick with the finale. But uh, in any case, so they are... There are members of the, uh, or people who survived the crash who are alternately going back and forth between whether to go or stay or try to leave or try to stay. 
this wool gathering continues for the life of the series. Um, I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't uh, watched it, but um, ultimately, uh, at the time we get to the final season, several characters have sort of made their concrete decision about uh, what they think they sort of want out of uh, out of the island, or whether they even want to be there, and they. Uh, they lay their plans to to go or stay. Um, they were introduced. I mean, we, I guess we were introduced from the first season, but we're really introduced in depth to a sort of adversary on the island uh, in this season, um, who takes the form of uh, a beloved character named John Locke, who is uh, unfortunately killed. Um, and uses his body to wreak havoc and make his own lay his own plans to escape the island. This this character never really has a name. He's known as the Man in Black or the Smoke Monster, what have you. Uh, and his arch foe, or is his brother? We find out Jacob. Um, and so they're alternately laying plans to to prevent each other from doing what they want. And uh, what it turns out Jacob wants is to preserve the island and pass on his responsibilities of protecting the island. And uh, the man in black wants to leave the island or, failing that, destroy it in order to leave it. Right. So that brings us pretty much uh, up to speed on the, the events leading up to the finale, I guess. Uh, I don't know. That there's any significant details that I'm leaving out, and anyone who watched the show probably knows. Yeah, that, that's right? that's the upshot I think of it. Uh, well, I'll give my opinions after afterwards. But go, go ahead. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> so I I have you know I, I have some questions for you about your thoughts on the finale because we haven't spoken really at length about this at all. Uh, and I've been, I've really been pining to talk to more people about this because, you know, I've only spoken to two people about it. The friend that I was with that night, uh, who was, you know, unfortunately, I, she was very disappointed in the finale. Uh, <laughs> as as were uh, quite a few people that I spoke with. All, well, it was pretty split, actually. Yeah. There were just as many people that enjoyed it, but a lot of people I found said that. Right when they watched it, they were disappointed. But thinking about it later, it was satisfying for them. Okay, that, that's a very interesting, interesting point, uh, and one I think we should re- revisit um, a little later. But I, I think, uh, you know, the, the one other person I spoke to before you did say that they enjoyed it a great deal, and I, of course, fall in that camp. I, I loved it. I thought it was exactly the ending that. Uh, well, maybe not exactly the ending I was expecting, but definitely the ending that I thought the show uh, deserved. It was an ending I was okay with. I was I was satisfied. It left me satisfied. Okay. Um. So before I get into why it, it satisfied me, let me ask you: What was? I mean, did you did you 
enjoy the, the finale? Were you entertained? Uh, well, the short answer is no, I wasn't. I I feel like the the golden time of the episode was really seasons two and three. Uh, I think that's kind of where it reached its pinnacle. I, for me, it started to slide after that, coming into like late season four and then five, and then I really didn't watch the season too much. But the finale was um, not. First of all, it wasn't what I expected. It didn't answer a lot of questions. And I kept waiting for them to answer these questions. And they really didn't. And I was like, yeah, as as, as the episode wore on, I was kind of like, how are they going to answer all these questions in the last hour? How are they going to answer them in the last half hour? How are they going to answer them all in the last 50 minutes? When are they going to answer these questions? They didn't. So my overwhelming feeling was disappointment. Uh it was mildly entertaining. If it had been a movie I'd paid to see, I, I would have been upset. <laughs> well, I I, uh, I think that your your criticisms are in line with other criticisms that I've heard. I think uh, you know many people were sort of expecting some answers that they felt didn't come, but. At the same time, I have to say, many of the answers that people were looking for, I felt had already been given. And I, I will say that I know you didn't watch most of this season or, or several parts of this season. You, you didn't religiously watch it. But I felt that a lot of answers that people were looking for had already sort of been satisfied. Uh, the big answer that people were probably looking for was definitely, you know, there's no – which was – what the f is up with this island, and right. why is it special? And I mean, we we sort of knew why, but like concretely, tell us why. Like that 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 right. question was not answered. The, the, the there were well, there were a couple that I really went in wanting to have answered. But, but so, pause that a second. You you liked the episode. You were entertained. You you were fulfilled by it. I loved it. I thought. Yes. I thought. That it is it was one of the best finales that I've ever seen of any show, to be honest. Oh and, come on. <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I thought I thought that, you know, uh now that said, I am you know there's not as many shows as this that I have been as invested in and have watched sort of start to finish like I have with this one. But of the few that I have uh, I think this competes with The Wire for having one of the most satisfying endings uh, that I've ever well, seen. You know, I, I went into the episode. I, the que some of the questions that I really wanted to see resolved, of course, were, because if you remember at the very beginning, you know, speculation was rampant on the interwebs about what, where are they, what is the island, what is the purpose. And, you know, they were saying, oh, you know, it's it's at the last episode, someone's going to wake up and it'll have been a dream. Or, mm -hmm. you know, uh, yeah. it was just people were, were posting all kinds of crazy stuff. So for me, obviously, I want to know, you know, what is the island? How, how What is the power of the island? Blah, blah, blah. But more than that, what's the significance of the numbers? Because the numbers were so prominently featured from the very beginning, and they really don't tell you what the significance of the numbers is, except to to kind of 
I feel like the finale, what it did was it answered questions by not answering them. In other words, it, it, it kind of, in, you're led to believe that a lot of these devices and, and kind of themes that they develop weren't important. It was just the interconnection. The numbers existed only to show how interconnected these people were. It was pure coincidence. It didn't mean anything. It wasn't, you know, God's combination to their life or anything like that. They were just, you know, an element of, of interconnectedness, I thought. Well, yes. Yes and no. I mean, I think that, to me, the people whose criticism is that the show didn't answer any questions or enough questions, the problem is with the viewers. The viewers were asking their own questions if they feel that que the significant questions weren't answered. I mean, to me, Lost has never been about all the sci-fi trappings and the Dharma Initiative BS and the Jacob and the island. I mean, the island was a character in itself, but the island was a character in the sense that it was a backdrop, just like Baltimore was a character in The Wire or The Bar was a character in Cheers. I mean, uh, these things... Well, these I, things, I mean, to, to me, but, you know, the thing is, the island was the hook. The, the island was the MacGuffin. And the character, the show was always, always from the first season. But what really drew me in, what drew me in in the beginning was the characters. You know, like, I, I was not interested in Lost because of them being, you know, I mean, because let's be frank. I mean, we're talking about Gilligan's Island uh, updated for the, the 21st century here if we're looking at the plot itself. The plot, to me, of Lost was never really that significant, and I feel the weakest seasons in the series were always the ones where they got a little bit too deep into, you know, the mystery, like telling us about, uh, like, I don't know, the season where they kept showing Ben and his sort of adventures to try to uh, one-up Charles Widmore, who was sort of his arch-rival from the island, uh, or for control of the island, and... Uh, you know, that stuff, I, I could care less about it. And uh, what I cared about and what brought me into the show was the flashbacks. In the beginning of the series, right. seeing, seeing that these people's lives led them to this place, or events in these people's lives led them to this place, and that their lives were basically failures, and that all of them were sort of damaged goods. As Jacob even says, you know, in the uh, in the end, he says... Well, that's, yeah, that got... Well, he says he says that you know you you are here because you were like me. You were lost and without a purpose, and uh, you were alone, alone, you know. And uh, so, I guess he sort of capitalized on that, and uh, and took them in. And I guess the island and all the adventures that they got into became their purpose after a fashion. And uh, but seeing those things over the, the lifetime of the series, the the lives of these people and how they changed on the island and how they changed as a result of things that happened, uh, that was what, you know, that was what really made me a fan of the show. It wasn't... Uh, well, it, it, was, wasn't it was a character-driven drama, and and I appreciated that about it, and it was done so well, you know, in the in the... Really, the second half of the first season, the second season, and the third season, it was like every episode was, you know, they hit it out of the park. Every episode was a, a brilliant, well-drawn character portrait with the flashbacks, and there was like always, you know, kind of a shock ending, and 
you know, they give you a shock ending of the the character they were examining in that episode, and then another shock ending that pertained to the plot as a whole. Every episode. And it was just, they blew my mind constantly. And that fell off. You're right. When they started to get more involved in the plot and the time travel and, you know, all this other stuff, they, uh, you know, they were better off the way they started out. Yeah, I mean, I felt, honestly, I felt season one and season two were very strong with the characterization. Season three, actually, I thought was when things started to go a little awry, because that was when, as I recall, they started to get a little deeper into some of the mysteries of the island and, and, you know, things with the the others and all that stuff. And, uh, I mean, but things were still okay, because we were meeting new characters and and branching out into new things. Season four was uh, an abomination, you know, best forgotten. Uh, there were some good scenes in that season, but I just felt like the directing was weird, and uh, and the, the the writing, some of the characters became sort of caricatures of themselves, and uh, it was really plot-driven that season. And then uh, season five, I felt, was a return to form of sorts. Uh, the whole, even though the whole time, time travel and Dharma initiative stuff was going on, I thought the the Sawyer was never more intriguing than during that time, and uh, and Jack's whole tormented, we have to go back, babbling was, uh, you know, interesting, as was Locke's death. Uh, and then this well, season, you know, we had it all. We had it all. And yes, the climax left fans of the plot scratching their heads and being like, where's the payoff? But uh, the characters got safely to where they belonged, which was to be redeemed, to be at peace, at rest, you know, and that was, uh, they got to let go, which is our theme, of course. <laughs> right, <Yeah>. right. <laughs> well done, bringing it back to the theme. Well, uh, which is the main reason we're discussing this, is because, uh, yeah. which is one of the main it, reasons that it resonated with me so much personally, because it was about letting go, in a sense, you know. Well, sure. I mean, there was, you know, uh, I know you have other questions, but uh, I, I appreciated the symmetry of it about how, you know, the the last shot of the last episode was a reverse of the first shot of the first episode. You know, it was it was well done, but I think, uh, you know, it, frankly, I, I I have to think about it more because I. I think it's an appropriate ending. I thought it was a good ending, but I I really wanted more. I, you know, the build-up was too much. And, and just with everything else, you know, the Phantom Menace comes to mind readily. Uh, <laughs> these things with a lot of hype rarely, rarely meet expectations. And, but with Lost, I just felt, you know, they really... Really, I thought that they had this plan from the beginning. I thought that they had they knew how they were going to end it, but after seeing the episode, I don't think they knew. I think they kind of had a broad stroke plot overall, but they didn't really know how they were going to resolve it at the end. And I I felt that. You know what I mean? I, I felt it was apparent. Well, see, I I think it's sort of the opposite. I mean, and actually I I believe that I've read interviews to verify that. I, I mean, I can't I can't say for sure right now, but 
I thought I read an interview with Carlton Cuse and Damon Lindelof uh, a couple of years ago where they talked about the fact that they had the beginning, they had the end. It was the middle that they sort of were making up as they went along. And I guess the dissatisfaction that viewers might be uh, feeling is as a result of that because they added all this crap in to as sort of maybe fluff but maybe – stuff that they thought would enhance the story, and people started to get a little bit invested in that. And the problem was, that was never really what it was about. And I'll tell you, okay, so this brings me to one of my other questions that I had for you. Okay. One of my my friend that I watched it with, she said to me, uh, I felt like they could have done this in two seasons. Do you think that that's a, well, a fair a fair assessment? I mean, if you boil it down to what it ended up being, do you do you think that you know? Yeah, I do. I do. I I agree with that. I agree. However, there were so many memorable moments that I enjoyed watching throughout. You know, you know, four and five, season four and five had some great moments. Season three. I'm not sure which episode, but my favorite episode is actually the episodes that deal with the first appearance of Desmond, um, when they show him down in the hatch and everything else, and his life down there. That, that's actually my favorite episode. Because uh, yeah, from, from the whole, the, that was season two or three? That was either the last episode of season two or the first episode of season three. It had to because they discover the hatch at the end of season one, I believe, right? Yeah. I, think I don't that's know. The last Maybe it was the lightning. first episode of season two. I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to remember, but I think that uh, is what it is. But that episode for me, because the whole series before that, they established, you know, the the format of the episode would be they'd show the people on the island, they'd focus in on one, and then they'd start showing flashbacks. They tie it in, but there. They went, they just dropped you off in the middle of civilization. And you were kind of like, wait a minute, what, I mean, it wasn't, it was inside the hatch, but it was a building, it was not the jungle. And so then, they kind of changed form there. I think they could have done it very well in three seasons. Um, I could have done without all the time traveling stuff, I could have done, you know, without all that kind of thing. It should have just been their lives, the flashbacks, the life on the island, until they get off. I don't think with the first when they finally let, when the, those guys left the island, the Oceanic Six left the island, and they came back, and it was I was like, you know what? At that point, they lost me. I wasn't interested. It was about them being gone, and then you know getting off, and and the growth they experience on the island, you know, could have been it. They could have had the climax in trying to get off. They had it set up for that, you know, when when well, the, those I, guys. I, I, I have to say that I, I enjoyed that part of the story because the Oceanic Six sort of leaving and finding how empty their lives were and then having to go back it meant that, number one, you know, as many said, the island wasn't finished with them yet or whatever that meant. But, I mean, really, I guess it was that Jacob wasn't finished with them yet. And uh, also, I just felt that there was a lot of good character revelation, especially for Jack uh, during that season with his, uh, you know, his Grover Norquist beard and the like. But uh, right. he, he, I mean, 
you know, one of the things I wonder now looking at it is if the point that they – like, the, the creators of Lost always said that they had a beginning and an end for the series. So if uh, – or that not that they had a beginning and end, but that they wanted it to be a finite series, you know. Of course. So yeah, I, I wonder – I wonder if uh, the mandate – to keep it running and add that kind of filler came from ABC or from, you know, whatever producers. Because, I mean, it's not like you can just say, all right, this is a finite series. This is not HBO. You know, this is TV. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, they need uh, the money. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, really, it was very uh, sort of a very magnanimous gesture on the part of uh, ABC to even allow them to end it. And to end it their way, because they could have just said, you know what, we're just going to, if you guys want to end it, you end it however you want with this or that, but we're going to bring in some new writers, we're going to bring in a new team, and they're going to do Lost for until the ratings go down. Yeah, right. And, uh, I mean, that's the reality of television. So, you know, that that very well might have been what was going on, that they might have been extended for X number of seasons, and maybe they had to broker a deal and say, okay, is six sufficient? We'll do it in six. And uh, yeah. so they said, all right, you know, you can have your ending, but you got to keep this thing alive because it's given us a lot of cash. And people are into it. And, you know, knowing that it's finite sort of adds to the amount of interest because it's easier to get invested in something you know is going to end. I mean, I remember one of my favorite shows uh, was The West Wing. And... Right. You know, Aaron Sorkin sort of wanted to end that and, and move on, and uh, NBC, I believe it was, uh, who was doing the show, was like, uh, no, you know, yeah. we're, uh, we're going to keep going with this thing. And uh, it was fairly successful, so, that you know, I guess his, his old thing was maybe the president, Martin Sheen, was going to not get reelected, and... and uh, they said no, so John Wells ended up continuing uh, the series. But I guess this sort of ties back into this whole theme of of, of letting go. And I, I feel, and I wanted to ask you this as well. Uh, in a sense, I almost felt like they were reaching through the fourth wall and telling us, as viewers, that, you know, the show's over, we have to let go, and, you know, we've journeyed with these characters on this ride, and now everyone's getting off. I mean, the reunions between the characters, everything was meant to sort of be kind of melodramatic uh, and give us payoff, at least in that sense. So... I mean, I don't know. Did you get that sense at all? Did you get that sense that they were also hitting us with the message of, you know, everything ends, you know, with Christian's whole talk at the end, and, and like, this show is ending? Yeah, kind of. It's, it kind of did seem like the ending was almost for the cast and crew more than it was for the viewer. Um, because there were so many parts, I really feel like they could spin off so many different things. I mean, they talk about how Hurley and Ben uh, Ben Linus uh, ran the island for a time because the whole the whole ending was that 
these people were so important to each other in their lives that when they did die, they all came together. But they didn't all die at the same time. Like, because a lot of people, the speculation in the beginning was, well, they all died in the plane crash and they're in purgatory right now. Yes. And, you know, that's not, that's definitively not what, what happened. They were not dead. What happened yes. on the island mattered. And yes. so it was... It was very interesting in that respect because they could have easily done that. They could have easily said that they're all dead and now they're they're moving on. But they glossed over that at the end. And I, I wanted to see, you know, Hurley and Ben kind of caretaking the island for however long they did it for. I wanted to see, you know, what happened to Michael and Walt. I wanted to see these things. And they, they just glossed over it and went right to Jack died and everyone else is kind of meeting, obviously. You know, I, I don't know, man. I, I I had no desire at all to see Hurley and Ben doing anything. I mean, I like Ben. Ah, but it's it's, a such a, <laughs> it's such a compelling. It's such a compelling. Uh, I mean, both of them are very fine actors. I think they could have done anything story wise, and it would have been great. But if it was, I had to hear Hurley say "dude" one more time, or even worse, if I had to hear him say "dude," what are we going to do with the silence? I would have probably uh, kicked over my if I if I had to hear him say that or Sawyer say son of a you know like one more time yeah yeah well believe me I think that's why they finally got rid of Michael because how many times do I have to hear him say I'm looking for my son (laughs) 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 get him off the island vote him off the island you know uh, man it was. It was murder, and that was what was weird, too, because unless I'm mistaken, he wasn't in the finale. He was not. He was in – he did have a brief role this season uh, where he came to Hurley in the early part of the season when Hurley was uh, at the mental institution in the sideways reality. Uh, yeah. Michael came to him and said, uh, you know, you need to – Get out of here! I, I don't know. He, he said something to him. Michael and Charlie both visited Hurley at that time, but uh, no, he wasn't there in the end. And I guess, in a sense, maybe it makes sense though, because Michael left the island. He, you know, he lived back in in the world for a while. He only came back to sort of get redemption for what he had done, and. Uh, he, you know, his his wish fulfillment, I guess, in a sense, was being able to be a father and for his his son, or a sacrifice for his son, and uh, he did that. You know, in the end, he did what he had to do. And well, it was I interesting because well, I was go ahead. What were you gonna say? Well, I just remember the final line being that it, it was. When he was when he died was uh, someone who was it that was talking to him? Who 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 was it that he saw that was already dead? I feel, or maybe not. I don't know. When they said, "Michael, it's it's time now," or whatever. Oh wow! I got to check that out because I know when he blew uh, up. <laughs> well, he they he was did press. He did press. He was on Kimmel. After the final episode, and I don't know if you saw that, but you know they were asking him, "Well, how come 
Michael and Walt weren't in the church. How come Michael wasn't in the church at the end? And he said, well, because Michael isn't at peace. He he kind of is, is a whisperer. He, he's running around the island whispering to people. And because he killed people, you know, he, he did bad things. And so he doesn't get, he, he's not okay with himself, so he doesn't get to move on yet. Which I thought was interesting. I feel like Kimmel answered more questions than the season finale. You know, I didn't watch that, and I wish I had because I, I was sort of intrigued, and they were promising all these answers and alternate endings and all this stuff. But I thought, uh, I think that's interesting that you say that because I thought when he died that he had sort of uh, come to terms with peace, like he had sort of uh, made peace with himself because he he had done everything he had done for Walt. Walt was safe. He had gotten him off the island. He had rescued him, what have you. And then he had done the bad things that he'd done, but then he he sort of uh, made, he, he atoned for it when he sacrificed himself to uh, get the others off, or everybody else off of the, uh, you can't even say the word the others because that has other kind of Yeah, really. Exactly. But when he, you know, uh, tried to get everybody safely off the boat um, and ultimately blew up. But I don't remember, I can't remember who it was that came to him at the time and said, you know, Michael, uh, it's time for you to go, or something like that. And then he, he yeah, I got it. I don't remember that either. I gotta check that out. Yeah. Well, either way, uh, you know, Michael had to go. I was very happy when they when they wrote him off. I mean, I, I appreciate the actor. I think he's very good. He was very good in Oz, you know, in some movies yeah. I've seen him in. But uh, man, if I had to hear that guy yell one more time. Well, you know, I, I, the, of course they killed all the black men on the show because, you know, they're always the first to go. Echo, Michael. Echo um, was great. Echo you know, was a great character. Listen, that guy's a great actor in general. He was great on Oz as well. Uh, but, you know, the thing with Echo, unlike uh, everybody else, is Echo and, uh, what's her name? Uh, Michelle Rodriguez or whatever. Oh, uh, Anna Lucia. Yeah, both of them got in trouble in Hawaii. Echo did? I know she was she drunk. She drove drunk. I didn't know he did. Yeah, he got busted for something too. I feel like it might have been something like that. But he, they both got in trouble in Hawaii, and uh, I think that was one of the reasons that they were summarily exited. But uh, you know, they served their purpose. I mean, Echo, I thought was one of the cooler characters, but he, you know, never cropped up again. So I guess he was at peace with himself. That's true, I guess. But he didn't end up in the room either, you know. I don't know. It seems like they just put whoever in the room they could get and wasn't paid, Yeah, right. You know? Exactly. Like, Maggie Grace isn't doing anything right now. So yeah, she, yeah, Oh, yeah. She, she survived. Well, I mean, you know, after taking, where's your career going to go, really? Yeah, well, I mean... What was because if you think about it, the rationale for some people being in the room or not being in the room is you know sort of mysterious. But well, like, why was Penny in the room? You know, like she didn't really have anything to do with that stuff. Penny was Desmond's girl. What what, what was she doing in there? Was yeah, she just there because Desmond was there? <laughs> yeah, probably. I would say so. I mean, realistically, like she was a mover and a shaker behind the scenes. She acted against her father and whatever the case was. But yeah, she wasn't really like. It's not like her character transition was important to the show, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't she, know. I, she had nothing to do with those guys. I guess she overall, I, I thought it was, 
you know, if it had been its own thing, if that episode had been, you know, one episode from something else or from other show, but it would have been okay. But because it was lost, because it was a serious finale, I think, you know, it could have been could have been better. They could have addressed more. I give it out of ten stars. Let's say I give it like a, a seven. Six and a half, seven. It could have been. It could have been a ten if they just told me what the heck the deal was with the numbers, but it didn't. Yeah, I mean, I I, uh, I don't know that the numbers were uh, were ever really addressed concretely. I mean, we heard like they they did crop up a lot, but uh, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, Maybe that's one of those things you'd have to watch the enhanced version to sort of figure out where they gave the big reveal for that. I don't know. But, or maybe there just wasn't one. But, like, uh, yeah, the numbers, I mean, also, like, many people were sort of dismayed that there was no explanation of what is this bright light and why is it important. Now, that, to me, I felt was not important at all. To me, you you didn't need to know that. All you needed to know was it's important. The woman said that it's Alice and Janie gives this whole spiel about how it's like life itself or whatever, and yeah, right. uh, and that's all we need to know. Great, it's the source, whatever. So protect it. I didn't need to know why, but I did need to know why Desmond taking this uh, stone out of the, the hole and. Uh, I, I don't know that that whole scene sort of just seemed cheap and weird because uh, yeah exactly you know, and Desmond is sort of left to lay there. I mean, it was it, to me it was just a vehicle to sort of make Locke vulnerable and Jack vulnerable so that they could be killed. Right. And uh, yeah. for that for that moment, and then you know the light is reignited. But uh, oh. I, I guess. It it sort of ties into one of the complaints I always had about Lost is when they try, when they do make some earnest attempt to solve some of the mysteries, they end up uh, just not really, either not really giving you something satisfying or uh, giving you something that seems superfluous. Like, right. if you're going to make it about the characters, just make it about the characters. Don't give us all this extra stuff. But I'm talking like someone who didn't enjoy it, which I did. And I loved it, and <laughs> I, I would give it I, – I wouldn't quite give it a 10 out of 10, but I would definitely give it a 9 out of 10 uh, huh. stars. The only thing that stops me from bestowing the final star and the ultimate tour de force stamp is, uh, is the fact that uh, I thought that – it was, you know, there were some things that were that happened in the finale. While some people complained that not enough happened, I thought there were some things that were a little uh, overdrawn. But I will say I was very, I was very moved by some parts, and that, that brings me to sort of another question: which, uh, what to you, if anything, was the most uh, moving uh, part of the finale? I mean, in particular. The reunions or the uh, the connections that sort of illuminated people. I mean, what, what do you? Yeah, it's it's uh, okay. So I, I do agree there were some moving parts, especially with the score. The score is very well done. I yes. believe the guy who composed it also he's Academy Award winning, I believe. 
I think it was for his score for a movie called The Mission. Not sure, though. Um, but good job. And, uh, you know, Jack's death and that whole part, the very, very end, really was pretty powerful stuff, I have to say. Um, yeah, that that part definitely had my attention. I uh, They went for broke as far as emotions go. And uh, it was it was good. It was well done. The, the guy's a very good actor. Um, name escapes me. Matthew Fox. Party uh, of Five yeah. Star. <laughs> What's that? Party of Five Star, Matthew Fox. Right, right. All he does, he, he does two things in his life. Party of Five, and then like ten years later, he does this. I mean, really, the guy doesn't need to work. Those are the two most <laughs> disparate things you could possibly do. You know? <laughs> uh, but he, he did it. And his whole thing, you know, the actor... His whole thing um, is that he knew how it was going to end. In every interview, you know, they're, they're always be like, so, you know, does anyone know the ending? Do you? He's like, oh, I know, but no, nobody else knows. And if I'm any other member of the cast, got to be a little annoying, you know? I mean, he's the lead actor anyway, so, yeah. you know, he's, he's getting all the chicks, uh, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the show was made originally to be sort of a vehicle for him. Uh, you think so? It was definitely. I, I, I know that 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 I've read, and there were some characters that actually were supposed to die in like season one. Yeah, and, really? Uh, yeah, I mean, like I I remember watching that on the extras of one of the DVDs, uh, and I feel like Locke might have even been one of them, but uh, I don't know if it's I don't know if it was him. Well, but it was somebody it major. Somebody major in the cast was meant to die in season one, and they were like, "Yeah, we'll keep him." He's such a great actor. We like him. And, you know, Ben was meant to only be a th- like a, a three-episode character. That uh, I, yeah, that that I did know. Uh, but he was so awesome that they were like, yo, we can't, you know. Yeah, I, I didn't realize it was, a, it was a Matthew Fox vehicle. You know, it's, it's funny. Um, I, uh, you know, I, for all of you out there listening, I, I live in the Bay Area, but I'm from New York, and... Uh, he and I, you know, met in junior high school, and that's where we know each other. But uh, I remember the series premiered before I moved. Had to be in either 02 or 03. And then it had to be, right? Yeah, yeah, it was about then because I got into it in season two. Uh, this is season six, but I've lived out here almost seven years because I, I moved out here in August of 03. So how is that possible? Did they skip a season? Well, remember, uh, there were long delays even between seasons. Remember, like uh, the famous, there was the famous, the infamous mini season and season that was uh, season three, I think it was, where they filmed like the first six episodes and then there was the writer's strike. And oh, right, okay. So then they filmed the rest of it later. And then, uh, besides the writer's strike, there was, uh, you know, Lost was always late. Like, this, these past two seasons are really the first two that every episode is sort of... But even this even this season, they had a skip week, so... Right, uh, so Lost is like that. the Travis Charest of... Uh, of <laughs> yes, series. yes, long-lost comedy okay. artist. Yeah, Travis right. But, it it uh, premiered, okay, so it premiered in... I guess I was living out here. It premiered in... Uh, 2004, September yeah. 22nd, 04. I guess I was living out here at the time. I I still remember it in the other 
watching it in New York, I don't know. But it, it was just, for me, it was interesting because it was so many different things going on in my life while this show is, is happening. And then I, I kind of came in in the middle of season three. You sent me the DVDs. And I I remember watching them all really, really rapidly. Like, I think you sent me the first season, and I watched it all in the course of, like, two weeks. And then the next one I watched very quickly. And uh, kind of what I did with uh, another uh, series that you turned me on through The Wire. I, I just kind of ate it up. And then I found a place online where I could watch it. Um, so I've been kind of... I'm at the last, I'm up to the very last, I saw the second to last episode of season three, and I'm up to the last episode of season three right now. Yeah, well, you know, I, I lost, I mean, and, and I guess this is a, an appropriate sort of topic to, to close this, this discussion on, but lost to me, uh, this ending was, was uh, on a personal note, sort of bittersweet, um, because yes, you know, I've been watching. I started watching in season two. I saw the uh, the sort of recap episode that got me up to speed. I'd seen maybe an episode or two from season one in passing, and uh, I I started watching maybe yeah, it, it was the very first episode I saw. That that had to be season two for episode one, the Desmond uh, episode, because I remember very clearly him on the bike and everything. And uh, so after I watched that episode, I ordered uh, the DVD, which came from like China or somewhere, and uh, I watched the whole series maybe in a week. So by the next episode, I was completely caught up, and uh, I was, you know, living with my. at the time, uh, was I married then, or was was she still my fiance? Well, either way, I was living with my then wife. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll or, get to yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so really, I guess the 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 point is, <clears throat> it was bittersweet for me because you know I'd been following these characters on this journey, and it was letting go of them was. Uh, was difficult, you know, letting go of the habit of being able to watch this show. I mean, I've never really been so religiously devoted to a show uh, where I I just, no matter what I was doing, I always made time to watch Lost. And even, you know, if I missed it, I would watch it on ABC.com or wherever. Uh, I I didn't, like a week has not really gone by that I have not uh, watched it. And... You know, part of that experience was also that this was a show that I did watch with my wife uh, for the life of my involvement in it and and interest. She sort of dropped off from watching it uh, in season four somewhere because, uh, you know, we had a baby and, uh, or actually she was pregnant. And when she got pregnant, she, uh, she just was going to sleep very early because that's right. what pregnant women do. <laughs> and uh All other things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so uh she couldn't stay up. So then she had the baby and uh, of course, you know, no time to uh really watch episodes of television when you're plum tuckered out from dealing with a baby. Uh 
I always made time, of course. I was like, yo, you know, put the baby on your nipple and I'll watch Lost. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's, that's actually interesting. I'm I'm kind of wondering how it's going to be for me now in the coming months, you know, with those kind of things, watching these shows that I've come to appreciate and how, how things are going to change a little bit. Um, well, that is that is a pretty big uh, that is a pretty big shift. I mean, uh, for me, it was it was very interesting and very difficult in a sense to almost watch this finale without uh, her, because as as our listeners may know, I am no longer with her. We are uh, separated, uh, and I really I don't know. She was the first person I sort of wanted to talk to about it. Um, but it was impossible, and not because uh, of our relationship, which is very good, but because uh, of the fact that she is still two seasons behind. Much too much information. <laughs> Never mind the divorce. Yes, the fact yes, is, is that she's that. not caught up. Yes, and, and that you is, can't have that. No, no, and that is very distressing to me. And you know, because you know she's sometimes bored. Uh, because once our son goes to bed, you know, there's not much to do uh, without a significant other around. Uh, right. So I said, you know what, here's season four and five of Lost, because I recorded them all. Watch them, love them, and learn from them. <laughs> Let's talk and, about them. Uh, then we can talk about them or whatever. Do as thou wilt. But the point is, you know, she needed some entertainment, and I figured, you know, that's the best entertainment. So, uh... Well, that's she still hasn't watched here. them. She still Let's, hasn't yeah, watched them. She still hasn't watched them. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this here, because this is, uh... This is a, another big issue that, uh... Maybe we'll, we'll discuss more at length. Um... But because this is, uh... Kind of the... The maiden voyage here, we want to address the other part of our decision... To, to have the for it to be letting go. Why don't you kind of bring us bring us up to speed in a in a small summary of what's going on in your life here? Well, I mean, uh, as uh, alluded to earlier, I am uh, a parent of uh, one, about to be two. <laughs> um, in, in like six in, weeks. Yeah, in like six weeks. Who uh, you know despite those facts, is not a total scumbag, I'd like to think. <laughs> but my wife of, uh, of, let's see, how long were we married? Well, we were together as a couple for about seven years before we made the decision to separate. And we were married uh, in 2005, so we were, uh, we were married about four and a half years before we made, the, or four years, I guess, before we made the decision to separate. Or before the troubles began. Uh, right. So, we do have a son together. And, uh, you know, we also somehow, through a series of unfortunate events, managed to uh, managed to uh, conceive another child shortly before our split. Or our, our, but after the decision was made yes. to split. Yes, after the decision was made, but after I, but right before I moved out. So, uh, you know, 
course, being the uh, the uh, responsible parent that I am, moved out anyway. <laughs> you're, you're, it's, it's really a testament to your stick-to-itiveness, your steadfast uh, determination that once a decision is made, you are resolute. Well, maybe. I mean, uh, I guess I was just sort of more concerned that the alternative might be worse at the time. And so, uh, really, uh, these past several months since uh, that decision was made and since everything went down, it has really been the process of sort of letting go of the life that I was leading, uh, as well as of the, I guess, the trying to let go of uh, the feelings that I've had, and also of the uh, the uh, I guess the the way that I I viewed my future. I feel that that has been the biggest uh, change is sort of letting go of the dreams that I had for what my future was going to be like uh, and embracing new ones, or maybe, I guess, as I'm starting to slowly discover now, re-embracing or reprioritizing old ones uh, that I sort of let fall by the wayside. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm basically uh, trying to let go of that of that life and in those dreams and and those feelings and and move on to a new phase in my evolution and my life and and uh you know still be a parent to my children right and uh, etc and whereas you my friend are sort of coming in on the opposite end of the spectrum kind of yeah uh actually i'm i'm for my part am letting go of the freewheeling millionaire playboy lifestyle that I've led thus far. Uh, and I'm moving in in about a month with my girlfriend of two years. Uh, I actually have been engaged before when I moved to California. <laughs> when I moved to California, I was engaged with a young That's lady. That's not really funny. That's not, but... You know. it, it's, well... <laughs> it's a little funny, mainly because, no, yeah, I guess it's not funny, um, but uh, pretty in interestingly enough, uh, we had nothing in common. It was kind of the thing to do, getting engaged, everyone was doing it, you were doing it, and sure. uh, she was moving, and I thought, sure, let's let's do it. Got engaged, moved out to California, after about six months, started to realize we weren't right together, and the problems just got worse, ended up breaking up in uh, September 11th of 05, actually, and then I went on a a rampant tear through the, uh, the dating scene of the Bay Area, and about two years ago, met my current girlfriend, and things have been great, and so... We're uh, we're gonna move in together in a month. We're actually moving about 20 minutes closer to the city, to San Francisco, and so I'm kind of uh, 
I feel like I'm ready for it now also, actually. I mean, when I moved out here, whatever that was, seven years ago, you know, I'm 31 now. I was 24 at the time, 23, 24. And uh, I, I just don't think I was in the right space, the right mind space to handle it. Definitely am now, especially with this woman. So uh, we'll, we'll have to see how that goes. Um, that's interesting. I mean, there's a sort of irony to 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 that, I guess, because I'm also coming from the opposite end of the spectrum in that regard, because I feel like uh, when I first moved out here to New York City, which was about uh, uh, seven years ago now, I guess, it was 2003, I could have, in theory, moved out here on my own. Uh, I was involved in a relationship and uh, with my girlfriend, who became my fiance, who became my wife, <laughs> who became and your now ex-wife. is my baby mama. <laughs> 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 but, uh, I, I, uh, and my close friend. But I, uh, you I have to throw that in there. Well, you know, it's it's the truth. It, it, it is the truth for now. You know, maybe someday she'll regard me as her mortal enemy. But for now, you know, she's 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 still my close friend. But, uh. So I, at the time, I guess, just as you say, you're ready for this now, I felt at the time I wasn't ready to be on my own then. I wasn't, uh, I had never lived on my own. I had made fits and starts of living on my own when I was uh, a little younger. Uh, When I was about 20 years old, I moved in with a friend of mine to... Uh, Jackson Hole, Wyoming, which is as close to the middle of nowhere as Antarctica, uh, except uh, it is actually a very popular tourist destination. Uh, interestingly, despite the name, yeah, yeah. So uh, I was out there in Karaho Land, and I I uh, lived with a roommate, but he was never really around, so it was kind of like living on my own. Um, but uh, you know, I guess. Being an only child, being sort of raised to be sort of independent, I I never thought it would really be that much of a problem for me to do that. And somewhere along the way, I guess I I became dependent on on people and and really experiencing uh, things with other people and uh, needing company to get enjoyment out of things. Uh, And... um, Maybe I didn't trust myself. Maybe I didn't feel I was responsible enough to do things on my own uh, at certain points in my life. And I think at the time when I first came out here uh, with my then-girlfriend, I was definitely in that mode. Um, That's not why I moved in with her. I mean, we were definitely together and involved and in love and all that stuff. But uh, I now... At this point in my life, I'm older. I feel I'm a little wiser and more responsible, and I do feel much more ready to be alone and be independent and be on my own. Uh, but you know, it's uh, well. This is going to be interesting because, yeah, I mean, we we are both coming from the others area. <laughs> like you're. I'm coming from being single, you're going there, and you're coming from being in a, you know, living with someone, 
and I'm I'm going there. So this is going to be interesting because I feel as though uh, if you had spoken to us in high school, everyone would have assumed that I would be the one married with kids, and you would be the the uh, you know the 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 world the globe trotting playboy. And it kind of gone the other way. It kind of has gone the other way. And so now, but now it's going back to the way everyone probably assumed it would have been anyway. So this is, this, this will be interesting. Well, and also, uh, even our geographic location is somewhat interesting because uh, I, you know, I, I, I didn't mention it before, but I do live in New York City. Uh, and Boogie Down Bronx. Yeah, that's right, the Boogie Down. Greg and I grew up in New York State here. Uh, in uh, marvelous Long Island, but uh, I always wanted to get away. I always wanted to leave. I couldn't stand it. I I needed to get out of New York. I mean, I always had a fondness for New York City, but even I just wanted to go west, young man, go west. And and uh, I was reading a lot of you know literature at the time that sort of uh, gave me that worldview. And so I went to college in California because of that. And uh, I was just, unfortunately, I didn't know my geography well enough because I was in the wrong part of California. I wasn't in the part of California where all the sort of hip, cool stuff happened and there was it was like really nice looking topography. I was in, you know, the armpit of The other part. <laughs> Wherever that part is, you were in the other part. And I drive past that part you were in a lot. I go down south. And yeah. man, that, that that's a dump. That part down there, it's like... Not a lot going on. Well, it's this is true. I mean, uh, but you are now living in the part of California that, by rights, I should have gone to, the Bay Area. Right. Yeah, uh, it's true. And I am here in New York. Uh, so even that, I mean, is sort of unexpected turns in our lives. But at least I'm in New York City. But even that has its irony because I remember when I was younger, I drove through New York City uh from Long Island, coming back from visiting one of my stepfather's relatives, and which I was like, "Where are we?" I woke up in the middle of the night in the car in the back seat, and uh, I saw all this garbage in the street, and this place looked horrible. It smelled bad, and I was like, "Where are we?" And my stepdad's like, "Oh, this is the Bronx." And I was like, "Oh, how can <laughs> anyone live here? This is disgusting. This is a filthy mess." And so, uh, you know, here I am, <laughs> and I wouldn't live in any other borough, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, uh, but, you know, I, there's just, it's, it's, the rest of the city is whack, and they can keep it, you know, as far as I'm concerned. The Bronx is, I mean, the Bronx has its, uh, its unfortunate character at times, but, uh, you know. I like you're it. kind of living on your own, uh, you're living on your own mysterious island. Yeah. It seems yeah. like as much a character in your life as uh, the one you're kind of married to and, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I, right, I think uh, I think I think that's uh, you know that that represents a pretty good analysis of our our respective positions. Uh, I think that uh, you know where where we're sort of heading with this, uh, our sort of goal for this this show is uh, is to sort of talk about the process uh, of letting go. Um, of letting go of the lifestyles that we had and embracing the new lifestyles that we uh, are are willingly stepping into 
just as Jack willingly took the responsibility of uh, being uh, the overseer of the island, knowing that he would die. <laughs> right, and, and let's not forget that important detail. At the end, Jack died. So hopefully uh, our journey ends a little bit more happily, or doesn't end for that matter. Yes, yes. Uh, let's 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 hope that our path is. Uh, but you know, then again, his death. Uh, he died content. So you know, maybe. He uh, died stabbed in the side. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it can't all be peaches and cream. Anyway, uh, so I I think that's as appropriate a place as any to uh, sort of uh, close out our first episode. Uh, is there anything else uh, that you feel like uh, bringing up or talking about? No, I think that's it. Uh, look for us next week as we have no shortage of ridiculousness in our in our lives yeah. right now. Hilarity ensues. I feel, uh, you know, that we, we, we'll we say look for us next week, but, you know, hopefully we won't end up on the lost schedule and uh, bring you episodes as... Uh, as uh, as we get lucky enough to make them, but yeah, really, uh, uh, we practice, uh, we promise poignance and introspection on a daily or on a weekly basis. Yeah, let's let's hope. So, uh, thank you for all of you who have tuned in, and uh, we will catch you on the flip side, you jive turkeys. <laughs> Farewell. Hey there, folks. This is D. Hope you enjoyed the episode. If you'd like to contact us, you can do so on the web at letitgopodcast.blogspot.com or you can send us an email at letitgopodcast at gmail.com. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. Until then, remember to just let it